Welcome back to another episode of Crossing Broadcast. Do me a favor, hit that thumbs up button right underneath the video. Make that algorithm go. We've got a great show for you today. It's cut day around the NFL. Hundreds of players don't know what their futures are. Uh, breaking news right before we came on here. CJ Gardner-Johnson traded to the Eagles. Uh, breaking news from Ian Rappaport. Uh, the details are... Uh, a Eagles receive CJ Gardner Johnson and the Saints seventh round pick in 2025. Saints receive the Eagles fifth round pick in 2023 and the worst of their sixth round picks in 2024. Let's bring on Kevin Kincaid. Let's get some reactions to the big trade. Kinker, we were going to start with the union. We were going to actually start with another football, but turns out that Let's get it back to the Eagles because the Eagles rule in the city. And uh, CJ Gardner Johnson, what do we know? All I know is, are we calling him Chauncey? Are we calling him CJ? Well, we're going to have to ask when he gets here. You know, it'll kind of be like Jonathan Gannon last year. Are we calling you John? Are we calling you Jonathan? Are we calling you JG? What are we going to call you? So, we'll do you think him. John Clark gets that in the airport? The answer right there. What are we calling you? Yeah. Um, Right. Okay. So here's the full trade terms here. Uh, Eagles receive Chauncey Gardner Johnson and the Saints seventh round pick in 2025. The Saints receive the Eagles fifth rounder in 2023 and the worst of their two sixth round picks in 2024. He was in the last um, year of his rookie deal, 24 years old, fourth round draft pick out of Florida. Uh, a couple of years ago, 2019, I want to say, uh, mm-hmm. instigator, total instigator. He's, a, he's like the, uh, you know what he is, man? He's like the Patrick Beverly of, the NFL. Uh, well, he's better, he, right? Always in people's faces and, you know, starting shit, um, <laughs> you know, and, uh, but it, I, interestingly enough, he, so, I mean, I think people look at that and they're like, Oh, he's a perfect fit here. He's got attitude, right? He's got the dog in him. Right. You know, what's the graphic? What's the meme that's going around now? The picture of the skeleton with like a dog. Yeah, in my my x-ray came back. I got that dog in me. Yeah. He's got his dog in him. So, um, yeah, which is cool. As long as he's not like a Derek Barnett type of, uh, intense you know where he's committing 15 yard unnecessary roughness penalties you know um or he's doing the jalen mills finger wag for an incomplete pass that he did not have anything to do uh with with breaking it up you know but uh yeah i mean interestingly enough i think you know because we've been talking on this show and on the site for the last couple weeks of like okay they got marcus epps they're kind of high on him right and anthony harris we figure they brought back you know jaquaski tart maybe he'll make the teams and be the third guy okay that's your third your third safety right there. And then Tart and Harris aren't going to be with them at all. You know, both mm-hmm. waived. So I guess Reed Blankenship has a spot on the team now. And, you know, the thing with Gardner Johnson is that he's not really safety. You know, he played uh, he played nickel corner. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be something interesting. We'll definitely talk about with Brandon Lee Gown because right after this trade happened, he was the one who tweeted out that little stat nugget that I think he's only played like 69 snaps last year in, in the safety position, if I'm not. Actually, I think that was going back to – uh, it may have been going back his entire career that he only played that many snaps as a safety. Most of what he's done is a slot corner, but Avante Maddox, we know, is really, really good there. So, you know, something's got to give, and they're going to have to play one at, you know, one at safety and one in the slot. Um, you know, to me, to me, them getting rid of both Anthony Harris and, you know, Jaquaski Tar makes it seem like, okay, they're going to have Gardner Johnson play safety, but it would just seem, you know, criminal for, for me to, to move Avante Maddox out of the slot where he's been really good, you know? Um, so yeah, stay tuned, man. I'm, inter- I'm, I'm interested, you know, how we, how we, uh, 
Howie wheeling and dealing on, on cut down day. Howie wheeling and dealing on cut down day. And there was that trademark. And here's actually the Chauncey Gardner thing that we were talking about. 2019, he played 69 snaps to safety. 2020, he played two. 2021, he played nine. So the bulk of his playing time, is, as Kevin said, was at slot cornerback. Yeah, it's it's interesting because it's like, you know, we're, we're wheeling and dealing. I don't think Andre Dillard's going to get traded, uh, but it seems like the market is heating up for Jalen Raker. Is that a smoke screen that, you know, Howie's using Jeff Mosher as a pawn? Usually Jeff's pretty connected. So mm-hmm. I would say he knows where to sift through the bullshit or whatnot, or maybe how he's just like, hey, I'll give you this one. Maybe we'll get, uh, you'll, you'll get the next one from me. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, like a, quid, a quid pro quo there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Throw me, throw me a bullshit. Uh, you give me one bullshit smoke screen and then I'll, I'll throw you, uh, you know, I'll throw you a bone on the back end here. Listen, because if there's a bidding war for Jalen Rager, what are we doing in the NFL right I've now? Done I mean, that. I've done that before, believe it or not. It's not, it's not like journalism practice, typical protocol, but there was something that uh, somebody was going to give me. And then they were like, oh, wait, I fucked that up. I actually can't give you that one right now. How about I give you this one instead? I was like, all right, sure. <laughs> <laughs> was it real, though, or was it a smokescreen kind of? No, no, it was real. It was it was okay. like an injury that they didn't they, – they were going to – it was this guy who was uh, who was out for a long time, but they didn't get it uh, uh, I mean, like filed with the league or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So like, okay, why don't you hold back on that and we'll give you some other BS instead. So If, if you think about this, though, why does Mickey Loomis keep trading with, with Harry Rosen when he owns – his first round pick next year. I mean, he got what seems like he got fleeced again. I would say he got fleeced with the NFL draft and with those picks. And now he's making his team worse. I guess, and, you know, I, yeah. I, you know, unless you're thinking like, you know, this guy's not going to sign, not going to resign. You know, they said that the contract talks weren't going that well. Yeah. So maybe you just try to get something rather than nothing. You know, and then a fifth the and a six for a young slot cornerback. I mean, whether they're playing him in a slot cornerback position or whether, you know, they probably will be playing him in the safety position. It just, it doesn't seem like, I don't know, a, a move that, uh-huh. that makes any sense. Cause it's like, okay, you don't want to do contract extension talks. You know, he's not going to hold out. So no, no, I mean, what, you know, and you can still, you, you don't have to do that right now. Right. I mean, like yeah. you I mean, can, look at Lamar Jackson. He's going to play a full season, and he's he's turning down supposedly two hundred million dollars. So it's like, yeah. So I I don't see. Yeah, it just seemed weird from the timeline. I mean, how many how many big trades do you ever remember happening like on fifty three man uh, cut cut down roster day? You know, I don't know if the, the big trades really happened all that often on this day. I'd have to go back and look at it. But yeah, the, the timing does seem a little suspect. But uh, yeah, then Tart had that kind of cryptic tweet too about mm-hmm. like, um, you know, you you know. Uh, I think somebody was asking him. They thought it was weird that they were cutting him. Well, now we know that they were going to make a trade. But you know, maybe he becomes the next Orlando Scandrick or Will Parks, and he's just bitching on Twitter. Uh, shows up next to Skip Bayless, you know, talking all kinds of mad shit about the, uh, you know, about the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Karen checking in. What's up, gentlemen? Good stuff as always. Thank you. Thanks, Karen. Um, do we want to? So, do you want to do? What do you want to do? You want to do Eagles up until BLG so, gets on here? Do you want to? Do you want to pause on the Eagles and get it back to the Eagles? When, let's get it, let's get it back to the Eagles a little bit because I I, I don't know we were supposed to go Union bruv. We were we were going to talk about the Union and and how and how the Union are are actually killing it this year and those cheeky bastards things, out there man. in Chester. I there mean, was good stuff, man. We had a lot of good stuff on the website recently. You know, uh, Taryn Hatcher introduced us to a new baseball pitch over the weekend. Now um, let's talk Union. Let's talk Union. I think people want to hear about, about Union. Okay. Um, Listen, the Philadelphia Union, they have six, have the most wins by six or more goals by any team in MLS history, not just in a single season, in MLS history. They have all four wins have come in the last 10 games, blowouts, over five games. I think they had 25 goals. Like this team is actually a very, very fun team. Best team in Philadelphia right now. 
Um, I guess the Eagles could also make a uh, make a, a play for that now that with their with their moves and roster moves and coming up and whatnot. But the union, how how do they stack up in the league? Against They're the teams. real deal, man. They are an MLS Cup contender. Um, best what's union a, team I've ever seen. What's a comp to like a, another good Philly team uh, from back in the day? Are they like the 2008 Phils? Are they like a lot of guys through the the union system? Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a good question. So they won a tr- the union won a trophy a couple years ago, uh, and. So I think the Phillies comparison could be apt. You know, you could do like a 20, 2010 Philadelphia Phillies, you know, where they won the World Series. They're two years removed from a trophy. Yeah, they got that core back, experience core. You know, they're going to the playoffs. They're just clobbering teams in the regular season. And no reason to believe that they couldn't be a World Series contender that year, you know, um, the Phillies. So that's, that's a good comparison. Yeah. And, you know, like the Union should have gone to MLS Cup final last year. They got bullshitted out of it. Because the league, you know, made them play without the eleven players because of the COVID exposure that they had. So you can make an argument that they should that they should have gone last year and they should go this year. They're the favorite in the East. They're five points up on the second best team in the East, and they still have a chance at winning the supporter shield, which is the best regular season record. Uh LAFC out west is the best team in the league. They might they probably are gonna win it, but the union are in the picture. But yeah, it's crazy, man. They've scored fifty seven goals. They've conceded only twenty. Twenty is the fewest goals conceded in the league. They have a plus 37 goal differential, which is insane. And that stat that you put up on on uh, the show, you brought up a couple of minutes ago, that's not just the most like four like multi-goal wins that they've had this year. That's in Major League Soccer history. So MLS started in 1996. Philadelphia okay. started in 2010. So they gave everybody a 14-year head start, the original teams. And yet in the last eight games, they've won. They have a 7-0 win, a 6-0 win, a 6-0 win, and a 6-0 win. So they did all they set that record in a six week stretch, but it's a 20, yeah. you know, 20, however many years it's been since MLS. So they're the real deal, man. They're, they're, they're an awesome team. And it's not a hot, it's not a hot take to say like they can go and win it all. And they should come out of the East. Like nobody's, nobody's going to jinx it or whatever. Like they are that good. I, I, I hate to do this to you. And I'm going to tell everyone to say, hey, go support the union. Dollar Dog Night's coming up tomorrow. I think tickets are going for $22 right now on the supporters' end. Um, go support the union. We have to get it back to the Eagles. The Eagles are just cucking this whole show. Dave has, uh, Oskagen has a scoop from their Eagles source who has been right on everything except, of course, the Zach Wilson uh, knee injury. Uh, Dave, if we can pull that up, it's discussing Jalen Rager right here. If we can zoom in a little bit, uh, I, I got good eyes still. Um, let's go to the phones. They've broken the schedule. They've broken the Fletcher Cox news. Uh, they randomly add Julio to the Titans. So this is kind of a thing they do. Uh, they have an Eagles source. He's been right so many times before. He tells us the Eagles and Vikings are discussing a potential Rager trade. Not a done deal, only a discussion. Let's go to the phones. Goes a little deeper. Per our Eagles sources, the Eagles are discussing a trade that would send Jalen Rager to the Minnesota Vikings for a late round pick, potentially a fifth rounder. Jalen Rager. So wait, hold on. So DK Metcalf and JJ Arthega Whiteside partner up in Seattle. And now Justin Jefferson and Jalen Rager are going to partner up in Minnesota, according to these reports. So after the, and this is after the laughing video, the famous laughing video. Yes. Them laughing at the Eagles for taking Jalen Rager. Yeah. Ahead of Justin Jefferson. Wouldn't that be quite the, the turn if well, they how funny is it that the only guy left in that entire video was Howie Roseman? 
Spielman got fired. Zim got fired. Um, <laughs> Doug Peterson got fired. He's in the video. Yeah. The only guy who's yeah. still in the video is Howie yeah. Roseman. So Jalen yeah. Rager is going to go potentially, according to reports, yeah. uh, and this and this source has been good before, go team up with Justin Jefferson in Minnesota. It's okay, so a wait. Wow. So they so they so and the then Vikings, and then would play have... the Eagles week two and a Jalen Rager supposedly vet revenge game, whatever revenge game for Jalen Rager entails. Okay, so they have Justin Jefferson. They have uh, Adam Thielen still. They yeah, just cut Laquan Treadwell. Former no, okay. that no, sorry, that was a Jack. He was drafted by the Vikings, traded to the Jaguars. And they got um, uh, what's his face, KJ uh, KJ Osborne, right? I, I I you know what? I couldn't really tell you after yeah, Adam Thielen. I, they don't and Justin really Jefferson. have much behind him. Let me let me pull it up here. Um, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne, uh, that guy, Emir Smith Marset. I don't know who the fuck that is. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess like if you're looking for, uh, if you got your one and two set and you got a stud and like, you know, try to make it work, I, okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I mean, you're ranger for a fifth. Is that like good? Is that, you like that? I don't know. I mean, well, it's it's any assets. You, I mean, I didn't yeah. think JJ was going to get any assets back. So, no, like, you kind of no. take assets for what you can get right now. I mean, yeah. I'm trying to think of fifth round picks off the top of my head. Uh, CJ Gardner Johnson was a fourth rounder. So, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess you take whatever assets you can get back. Is the fifth rounder going to be a Hall of Famer? Yeah. Probably not. But you, you take what you can get in this situation because Devin Allen just got cut. So this probably opens up if he gets traded. Unless there's a wide receiver that comes back, Deion Kane, I guess. Yeah. Well, the thing was, you know, right, because people were looking at, uh, you know, who's the fifth, you know, receiver, right? Is mm-hmm. you know Deion Kane been doing more in the preseason games than Jalen Rager did, right? And so, really, when you know, when we did that story last week or whatever, the only the only edge that Jalen Rager had over Deion Kane, none of it was on the field. You know, it was on potential. It was uh, you know, poss- possible of you know you know at you know what you might get back in the trade right you know value right you know being younger being a first round draft pick Deion Kane 26 years old I think already at this point having bounced around a little bit Deion Kane had an ACL by the way back when he was drafted uh 2018 or whatever that was so I don't know but I mean does it really matter here's the here's the thing man you have AJ Brown you got Devontae Smith you got Quez Watkins you got Zach Pascoe the fifth wide receiver I went back and looked at the snap counts that they've they've had over the last year or two that fifth receiver gets maybe like eight snaps a game. And even then, how many targets are coming your way? So does it matter who the fifth receiver is anyway? Probably no. doesn't. You look at those guys, and typically like the guys on the fringe, you aren't going to be playing a lot of real snaps anyway. They have to have special teams value. Mm-hmm. You know? and that's what a lot of people thought Devin Allen was going to make it as a gunner. So I was yeah. surprised to see that he got he got, uh, he got got cut. But yeah, I, I'm trying to think. Have you ever seen a first-round wide receiver that – was a bust his first two years, got yeah. traded, and revamped his entire career other than Chris Carter off the top of my head. But that was because he had insane drug problems. That's a good question. Yeah, receiver reclamation projects. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, first round normally, yeah, if it doesn't if it doesn't work out for you in year one or two, then I, I mean I can't think of any off the top of my head. You no. know. Um I don't know, so, though. I mean, Rager, you know, I watched Rager play because he was in the Big 12. You know, I think he had one, like, really big game against us. But, you know, it just seemed like a like a product of, like, you know, Big 12, you know, BS ball, you know, 77 glorified flag football. It's really well, – it's not to say the kid didn't have a ton of talent, but, you know, there wasn't anything to suggest that, like, 
you know, he's going to hack it at this level, you know, and yeah, it, it, until like, like Zerline, I think came out with like, they're, they're enamored with him thing. Yeah. You know, Cause he wasn't really talked about. I didn't really hear any Jalen Rager, you know, scuttlebutt before then off record or on record, you know, I feel like it was a lot of like Denzel Mims, a lot of Justin Jefferson, Denzel uh, yeah. CD lamb was a big one. Um, that's Bateman, what I feel like we're talking was. about Bateman, I think too. Brandon, Ayuk, I remember being yeah. mocked for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's going to go down as it, it's it's so weird because it's going to go down as one of the best wide receiver classes in a, in a while. And then it's going to go down as there were a lot of busts between Henry Ruggs, Denzel Mims, uh, Jalen Rager, uh, just a bunch of guys. But yeah, I, um, well, yeah, because like Mims, Mims is asking for a trade out of uh, New York. Yeah. Of the Jets are right. Maybe they should just swap him for for Slayton with the Giants. <laughs> do, <laughs> so like, 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 man, do like a crosstown thing. I, you know, it'd be like. Make it make sense, but uh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, f- I find it interesting, man. Um, I guess you just try to get back any va- value you can for him, right? I mean, yeah, you know, it's, it's not well, like what, what's what's what, what's what's the alternative? Okay, we're gonna hang on to Rager and hope he is a good know, punt returner. Makes, because even then, like if he, well, but even if he has a great like year receiving, he's still WR three behind mm-hmm. AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, and then you don't even have. You know, it's not like you got a gunslinger in there, a quarterback anyway. So even if you did hang on to to Rager and hope that there was, uh, you know, some kind of reclamation this year, the upside of that is just not very high to begin with. No, the ceiling exactly. for him, even if he has a turnaround, a come, some kind of comeback season, like the ceiling for him is wide receiver three with minimal targets and whatever, right? I mean, I don't, I think that's probably pretty much it, right? Probably. Let's get into our uh, our, our reporter, Brandon Lee Gowton. He just yeah. got here. We'll uh, we'll bring him on. He can help us answer all these questions we have. Um, well, we wanted to talk about cut day. We wanted to talk about fifty three man roster. This is Brandon Lee Gowton from Bleeding Green Nation. Uh, then we got CJ Gardner Johnson Johnson uh, news, and 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 now me and me and Kev are trying to rack our brains trying to put it together. You had that tweet right when the right when the uh, trade happened. Uh, more of a slot corner, not a safety, uh, perhaps. But uh, where would could you see kind of the uh, Eagles? plugging him in i guess safety yeah i mean i think those positions are maybe a little bit more similar than we all like talk about like you know you're like a guy who plays in the slot in and you know like it's like a box safety you know to some extent so i definitely think there's going to be some of that at the end of the day i think it's kind of just like he's a good player right so like don't don't overthink it like he's talented um do you really feel what are the other options did you want to keep anthony harris who hasn't really done anything this summer didn't do a lot last year so I think it's uh, they're just kind of taking a chance on the talent, and I think that's fair, especially because they they gave up nothing to get him. Yeah, yeah, that's what we were talking about. I can't believe Mickey Loomis continues to trade with the with the Philadelphia Eagles and make his team worse while yeah. trading when they have his first round pick next year. Um, you know, we we're a little bit in the uh, in in the in the breaking news game. We had this. Uh, I don't know if you know too much about. Let's go to the phones or of course I do. Come on, a, a, how could I not? Just on 92.9 sure. the sack they are yeah yeah, yeah they are yeah. the seventh best i yeah. think uh program on the station <laughs> yeah, um they are saying i know that the jalen rager uh market is heating up right now mm. um their source is saying a fifth rounder or a late round pick for jalen rager i don't know <laughs> if you've necessarily heard anything but we were talking about when's the last time i mean at this point you're just trying to get scraps right for for, for jalen rager I mean, I, I, I'm just seeing this for the first time, and uh, the Vikings angle is just, <laughs> and that's just, are you yeah. kidding me? That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, yeah, any honestly, anything you can get for Rager to me is a win. He's, it's not going to happen here. I think it's very clear it's not happening here. He's your fifth receiver, and he's a fifth receiver who doesn't really play special teams coverage. I mean, he can mm. return for you, but I don't think he's like a great returner by any means. Um, so I would anything you can get for him is a win to me because you, you <laughs> give him a fresh start, which doesn't really matter to the Eagles, but whatever. He's gone. You clear the roster spot. You say you clear one point eight million in cap space. Like to me, it's a win all around. Yeah. So let me ask about the safety depth chart. Because I think like defensive backfield is probably like the one. Well, well, not, I mean the corners are all set. I mean it looks like a position of strength for sure. I think on paper people are wondering, okay, what's the safety you know group going to look like? So with Tart not here, Harris not here, uh, Gardner Johnson coming in. I mean, so it looks to me like Reed Blankenship's got a place on the team. Uh, we're not really sure about Kayvon Wallace. I, I mean, we'll see what happens today. But I mean, what what is your so so if we're if we're you know. Writing out the defensive backfield right now, you got Darius Slay, you got James Bradbury. We think of Vontae Maddox in the slot, mm-hmm. Gardner Johnson, Marcus Epps. I mean, that's that's the group, right? I mean, it seems like a pretty good group to me. Yeah, that's a pretty good second. I mean, the corners are the best starting trio the Eagles have had since, you know, when? Like a long yeah. time, right? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, those are your two safeties. Yeah, I, I do think Blankenship makes the team after all this. After, I mean, they could, in theory, they can bring back Tart and or Anthony Harris if they want to because they're vested vets and everything. They're not subject to waivers. Uh, the way Tart was tweeting, I don't, I don't think he's coming back. Yeah, yeah. And uh, maybe Harris comes back uh, if he's like willing to be a backup because um, he would be, you know, a solid backup option to have. But uh, yeah. and there's a relationship there with Jonathan Gannon. He played in Minnesota. I mean, it's kind of weird. Like he was leading the team huddle in the preseason. Like he was kind of yeah. like their Rodney McLeod replacement in that regard. Yeah. So maybe he comes back. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot better than it's been in a long time. You, uh, are you, are you stuck? Sorry, I got one more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you stock up on Marcus Epps. Cause he's like the name that we keep hearing about, like, you know, take the, take the next step or whatever. But I mean, I guess if you looked at it on paper, like, I don't know. I mean, the safety position group still probably had the most question marks. Then you have all the moves that they made today. I mean, it seems like people are really banking on on Epps to be the one guy on either side of the ball to kind of take the, the biggest step this year. Well, it is kind of funny because we I think everyone entered training camp being like Marcus Epps. He's the weak point of the team. You have to yeah. trade for Jesse Bates. You have to do something. You can't have him. I thought he looked really good in camp, though. I mean, he was active. He was making plays on the ball. Um I think he's kind of done well as a role player in the past. Kind of wondered, you know, if, is he really suited to be a starter? I think he's, he's yeah. a capable player. I don't, you know, he's not making like a Pro Bowl or All Pro team in this year, but yeah. I think I think he can be okay at least. I think he's is a solid player. What do you make of the whole Jaquiski Tart thing? Because it was just really funny that he quote tweeted that 49ers <laughs> fans tweet about them resigning him and doesn't know why that he, they cut him. Um, Guy started in the NFC Championship game last year. Obviously, everyone mostly remembers him dropping that pass. That would have sent him to the Super Bowl. Uh, did he just not fit in here? Did he? He was taking third team reps. Kind of. What did you see down there? It's really weird. Yeah, he he was on the third team, and to the point where the Eagles moved Josiah Scott, who started the training camp as a slot corner, to safety, and he was playing ahead of Jukowski Tart, which is like okay, uh, they clearly don't like that guy. And uh, I think it might be a situation where the front office and coaching staff aren't in lockstep. Like maybe the front office liked him and wanted to bring him on and because he was available, what, like late June, June 27th or whatever. He was a late signing. And he's like, okay, why not take a shot, whatever, barely any guaranteed money. And the coaching staff was like, eh, we don't don't really like this guy. So I think there might have been a disconnect there. Brandon, what was your read on the uh, Carson Strong thing? Mm, Wasn't good. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's that simple. Um, I saw Clayton Thorson practice before and uh i think clayton might have been worse but 
Strong was really bad and similar. And it was to the point where he wasn't getting practice reps because like the, I don't think they trusted him to give them quality reps. Uh, and then obviously he played like eight snaps in the preseason game. For so would he just sit there and just wear a red jersey and just hand the ball to Jalen or Reed Sinnott or <laughs> Gardner Minshew? Basically, I mean, like he was on seven on seven, like a rep or two. He'd still get like one of those, but anything in full team drills, nothing. Yeah, just watching uh, from the sideline. So there's no like crazy concern because I thought the thing was so like just blunt at the surface. Like, okay, maybe he does just kind of stink, but it seems so weird to me that like, you know, of course I had to think there's no like conspiracy theory here of like limiting the guy and trying to shield him from the rest of the league to turn him into some developmental project or something, right? No, I, I get why like you would you would think that and raise that question because I was thinking that a little bit too, but it, it's just uh, no, he just stinks. Yeah. If they liked him at all, they would no, they're not they're not going to do that. <laughs> The guaranteed money thing, uh, just to finish on that, is like isn't the biggest deal either. Because if that guy does get claimed, and I think the Eagles would like him to get claimed, then like the Eagles aren't on the hook for it anymore. Yeah. Did um, you did anything else jump out from uh, like the cuts that came down already, or is there anything like specifically that you're looking at today? Um, I definitely. I mean, Devin Allen apparently got cut. That was kind of. I didn't think he was going to make it. I was leaning towards he'd miss it, but you know, kind of interesting. He made it more interesting than it really was because he he didn't do anything in practices this summer. But he had that touchdown against the Browns. Looked good on special teams. Um, and I'm interested to see with him too. Like, does he want to stick around on the practice squad? Like, or just does does he want to like just pivot back to being an Olympic athlete? Like, I I kind of wonder what's going to happen there. I'm guessing they'll stick around, but. Or does another team take a chance on him? Interested to see what happens with him. Uh, Want to see if Blankenship makes it. Kayvon Wallace, I think we touched on, you mentioned him earlier, Kevin. Uh, I mean, he, like Reed Blankenship made more plays this summer than Kayvon Wallace has in like three years. Like I, yeah. if he makes yeah. the team, it's not on merit. That's so strange, man, because he seemed like such a like Philly kind of like player coming out of college. Like he wasn't playing for like, you know, some Bumble F team and like, you know, group of five or whatever. I mean, he came out of Clemson. Yeah. Yeah, to me, that's like an underrated storyline of like, hey, man, this guy seemed like he'd be a slam dunk at some point. But uh, I don't know, maybe it's maybe it's a deeper dive at some point. Um, I we had calling him baby Dawkins for a second. I mean, we were way off. That. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, a little bit. That whole thing, you know. No, here's my thing. Like um, Gardner Johnson, like, you know, being like an instigator kind of, you know, shit talker under your skin kind of guy. Everybody kind of take has the take where it's like, okay, you like the guy when he's doing it for your team, but when he's doing it for another team, he's a pain in the ass or whatever. I mean, like, where do you come down on like the kind of like needler dudes? Uh, it's a fine line, right? You don't want to be Derek Barnett. And like, I don't, yeah, I don't that's, that's what I said like earlier. Yeah. Like, as long as it's not like 15 yard penalties, you know? I don't even think he's a needler though, as much as he just kind of just does dumb things. Like, I don't think like his, yeah. his, his game is to like try to get under people's skin. I think he just ends up doing dumb things where, uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson absolutely is trying to get under people's skin. And I think it's awesome. I mean, it's a great fit here. Uh, as long you know as he isn't taking it to the extreme where he's getting penalized all the time and it's, yeah. it's not the juice isn't worth the squeeze there at that point but i, I think it's a great fit here i mean it's a, he's a it's a it's a philly's gonna love this dude i mean they already do yeah. like, like it's it's a natural fit yeah well um if, if say that that dragon jalen rager does get traded before 4 p.m um do you think that opens up the door for a Deion kane or a britain covey or you think it's more of like an offensive lineman maybe a defensive lineman or somebody else that we don't even think about yeah, that's a good question because I thought they should and might keep Allen if they traded Rager. I thought that was the move there. Um, I don't think Kane did anything like where you have to keep him on the roster. Like, and I'm I'm not if I'm not mistaken, he might be a vested vet. I forget, but I don't think anyone's coming after him either way. I mean, he was on the Eagles practice squad all last year. Um, 
he's like yeah, what I would call like you know like a quadruple A like baseball player based you know like <laughs> like he's he can do some things but you know there's there's not a lot of uh, excitement there. Uh, Covey I guess would make sense from the standpoint of like who's your returner if it's not <laughs> Jalen Rager, but he yeah. didn't do a whole lot in practices or camp that made you say like oh we they have to keep this guy on the roster. Yeah, it's funny, man, because like, you know, we all do the roster predictions and we and obviously it's interesting to talk about those things. You know, who's going to make the team, who's who's not going to make the team. And when you look back at it at the end of the year and you say, like, how impactful were, were roster spots 47 to 53 right. on the team at the end of the day? Like, it's really not, you know, and mm-hmm. so like you know, we were saying earlier, it's like a lot of those guys end up staying like your Andre Chasheres or however the hell you say his name. You got it because they got like special teams contribution or whatever. So like, you're basically looking for that on the back end of it. But um, I don't know, I guess wrapped in there somewhere is the question about does any of this really matter? No, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's a very, you know, that's a, that's a life question really. I guess you could really, if you want to really get into it. Yeah, who was, uh, it, who was, was it uh, Shanahan who went up there and said like, well, I don't even know if we're going to be alive in seven days. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Andrew Whitworth after the Rams lost the Super Bowl uh, was like, you know, none of this matters anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very nihilistic way of looking. LeBron's <laughs> a father of two. That's all he cares about when he loses the finals. Right. Um, yeah, it doesn't. It's, it's just, you know, there's no games. There's no yeah. real games going on right now. So it's what dominates the conversation. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, and it's, it is kind of silly because even the guys who do get cut and the practice squad is 16 players. Now it's huge. Yeah. Like yeah. they're, they're basically all coming back anyway. There might be one or two players who get claimed or whatever, poked, whatever you know, taken yeah. away, but for and the we most can part, be sure. And we can be sure too, that Richard Rogers will find his way back <laughs> to the first team at some point. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, is it disappointing for you guys that you can't do the, that? The live tweets are over now. That that portion of the season is. Uh, I know you love them. I know. I love the live tweets more than. <laughs> I more am. Than a, I'm a proponent. I'm a proponent of the live tweets. I do get. I do get bored sometimes during the day right. when there's not enough live tweets yeah. going exactly. around. When there's like walkthrough practices, what do yes. I have to do for the day? Now I have to write yeah. about other dumb shit. Um, I miss the live tweets. I don't know how much Kevin is. He looks like he's being a little facetious over there. No, but I, here's like, honestly, man, I say the same thing all the time. Like I personally think it's stupid, but I'm not going to like be, be behoove anybody else for doing it. Like the, you know, bleeding green readers and WIP listeners are not the same as crossing broad readers who are not the same as inquirer readers. Everybody's looking for something different, you know? So if, if something works for somebody like who am I to, to poo poo, like what, like th- that brand that that's successful anyway, you know, it just to me, I, as long, my, my only thing is like, as long as it doesn't go too far in like the, as long as everybody knows, like, okay, we're still like compartmentalizing this and like tre- treating it for what it's worth. You sure. Know? Yeah. I mean, I come at it from the standpoint that once upon a time, I was not doing what I'm doing now. I was like, what, 17, whatever, 18. And, uh, I was dying for those updates in the summer yeah. and I was following yeah. along. So I, and then, then it came of, you know, like, Oh, well, I'm sure there's people out there who felt the same way and they would you know, I, like, you know, it's tough. There's no fans at Eagles training camp for the most part. Obviously they have like yeah. the select season ticket holders and they have the one open practice, but for the most part, they're not there. And my like mission statement in my mind, so altruistic of me is to be <laughs> like, uh, you know, I, I want to make people feel like they're there the best I can. Yeah, but there's and there's demand for that too, you know. So it's like, who who am I? I, I could be all like, you know, Mister, uh, you know, facetious up here and like, you know, shit on what other people are doing. But if the customer is looking for that and the customer is always right, then then you know, then who who am I to say like that's worthwhile or that's not worthwhile? Something that might not be worthwhile to us could be worthwhile to somebody else, and they have an audience and a readership 
that's looking for a certain thing, you know, so that's always how that's, that's kind of my more like evolved a, approach to the, sure. <laughs> to the whole thing. You know? Do you think they should open camp? You think a lot of the tweets would go down if they did open camp because people would be like, well, BLG, I was there and Jalen Hurts mechanics looked great. Well, I already get that. Well, I know you do. People aren't there. It's yeah. like, because, you know, someone else will tweet something different. And a lot of the times it's like entirely different play. It's like, well, you said he sucked on this. Play. It's like that a different play. Sometimes it's- someone will add like synonyms or like, or like, like he looked, uh, Jalen Hurts looked great as he threw it between double coverage. You'd be like, <laughs> and, and you'll tweet about another play and it'll be like, yeah, Jalen Hurts, you know, didn't look that great. I don't think he should have made that, uh, that I don't think you should have made that throw. They're like, why are you such a hater on Jalen Hurts? Yeah. yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm harsher on him. I get it than most people, but I also think you know it's a, it's a pretty important position and a pretty like precarious uh, spot for this team specifically that like has this great roster on paper and it's like that one big question. How many other teams in the NFL have like these great rosters and have that one big question at quarterback? And you're like, yeah, that team's going to the Super Bowl, or they're you know they're they're definitely going to the championship game. So yeah. uh, you know, I think it's fair. And uh, it's a fair approach. Yeah. Is it weird to you that Michael Irvin keeps talking up the Eagles and he keeps doing this dynasty thing? Because it's making me kind of uncomfortable. I saw your headline about this today. I didn't open it just because it's been a busy day. I usually, you know, I, I look, look, I, I read. No, it's all good. I, yeah, um, yeah. I but uh, just gauging in the headline, that is that is like weird. I don't love the energy coming from that. It does get a little like weird, isn't it? Like I'm a sabotage like, thing like going on here. Out a little bit. Like, yeah. what is reverse psychology or some shit. Sure. There's yeah. Something, something up here, you know. If that was Alan Iverson the saying Paris. that the, the Sixers or that the uh, Cowboys were going to the uh, <laughs> Super Bowl on three different programs, that would be forty-eight hours of of talk around Philadelphia. Yeah, well, but you know what the you know what the bigger question is too. Here, it's like we're basically asking ourselves in a roundabout way if whether the thing that Kelsey said on day two has merit. You know, when people think they're going to be good, they're shit. When people think they're going to be shit, they're good. I mean, do you do you think there's like truth to what he's saying? Yeah, I mean, I just yeah. I mean, like you go yeah. back pretty far and you look at their like their over under their win totals, and they historically underachieve uh, yeah. when it's like you know a season. Oh, they're going to be great this year. I do think the difference this season is just like their schedule's so easy, man. Like yeah. I just look at it from like a quarterback perspective. Like they're just who are they playing that you're like really intimidated? It's like Aaron Rodgers. Okay, he sticks out. Um, the Eagles have clearly struggled with the Cowboys. Um, so that's, you know, the Cowboys have taken a step back though. They've got, there's just, I think their schedule is so easy, even if they aren't like fully what people expect, they're still going to be a pretty decent team. I think the over is a, you know, like a very tempting bet to take this year. Are you, are you in this? So like just one more positional thing beyond safety to me, I look at the running back group. Are you, are you in the camp of they need a Jordan Howard power back or in the camp of like Miles Sanders and what they have will be fine? It's not that, like they need it, but I mean, I'd be looking at good, you know, if there's a if there's a reasonable option, if you could get Alexander Madison, which I don't know why I'm not like totally why the Vikings would be dealing him. Uh, I would, you know, I'd, I'd look into that if it's yeah. like a reasonable cost, if it's something like a steal, I'm not giving up a premium by any means for that kind of role or that kind of player. I mean, you can just resign Jordan Howard. He could come back with a dick rod in a twofer, you know, there I mean, you go. Those guys deserve a spot on the, on the team every, every, uh, every year perpetually you know what where what is going on with miles sanders because i know everyone's telling us not to be worried about it but now i don't think he's practiced for a week or since cleveland i think he last played in the jets preseason game and that was yeah. the last time he was active for a football activity yeah and there was a really weird video where john clark was just taking a video of the practice field and there's definitely some guy saying off the record behind the scenes being like jay uh 
Miles Sanders, uh, he's day to day, but you shouldn't worry about week one. So okay. now that's now and now I'm worried about week one. We always get something good out of that, by the way. Sorry to interrupt real quick. Like with there's just some random uh Well, we got it was uh it was it was Brandon's uh rock, paper, scissors last year. It mm. was him doing it with Nick Sirianni yeah, and then that. Howard Eskin talking shit about Ben Simmons. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mad <laughs> shit about Ben Simmons. But there's always some you gotta like look in the periphery of these videos because there's always something you can pull out of there's some somebody's talking about, shit that. about somebody wow. or, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that that's the team's messaging is like, don't totally panic about it. Okay. But I mean, that also kind of if I like Jimmy, like my, my BGN radio co-host, uh, Jimmy Kemsky pointed out that everyone was saying the same thing. I think about Sanders in 2020 and yeah. like they're, he's going to play in week one against Washington and he didn't. So um, I'm going to say if I had to say it's more likely or not that he plays, I'll say it's more likely, but I'm not like not at 100 percent by any means. Yeah, let me ask you, um, this is the Eagles topic that I'm currently obsessed with, and it's like a macro level thing, right? I like going macro. I consider myself a, I consider myself a big picture thinker as I approach age yeah. 40 here. Um, if they – everybody knows that they went – Kyle's laughing because I always do the age thing. I talk like I'm an old man, but I'm not. But I, I, I'm feeling old mentally. The oldest 40-year-old we know. Two kids, man. <laughs> You're not even 40. It makes. When you have two kids, man, you, you feel like 10 years older than you actually are. But um, – they were a running team last year by necessity, right? They're still good. I mean, this offensive line is still great. You know, I know they go out and get A.J. Brown or whatever, right? So they're going to want to try to throw the ball. If they get into a situation, like hypothetically, where they have to revert back to like, okay, Jalen's not throwing the ball well. Let's go back to our strength. You know, let's run the football. You know, and say they go 9-8 and eight again or 10-7 and seven running the ball, and they're pretty good, but maybe not a Super Bowl contender. Do you think that Howie and Nick Sirianni and Jeffrey Lurie philosophically are okay with being a no. quote-unquote running team? Right? No. Definitely yeah. not. I mean, just look at the data. Look historically, like they're just they're Last year was such an anomaly in terms of the pass attempts for this franchise, and I don't think they want to be that team. No, not at all. And uh, I mean, we saw at the beginning of last year they're passing the the ball more than any other team in the league, basically. Yeah. And then despite that, they still finished uh, as the team with the, the heaviest run uh, or the lowest passing play percentage. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that's really interesting. That is a big macro question this season. It's because. Things can improve. Obviously, they're going to be up from 32 where they were. But like, you don't go from like 32 to one. You know what I mean? Like no, that's a that's no, a pretty. No. I, think, I wonder how much uh, they can really move up and how much that balance is going to be. Because I'm asking get- myself. Let me just do a quick follow yeah, yeah. up here, man. I'm sorry. Um, so because I'm talking myself into a situation, not talking myself to it. I'm considering a situation where they go like 10 and seven, but they're running the ball, and yeah. nobody is really convinced that like Jalen Hurts. Maybe if he even starts to look a little bit like a like a Lamar Jackson or something like that. And you see, you could possibly go down that avenue, but philosophically, mm-hmm. they don't believe in that anyway. You know, are you going to piss people off by saying, hey, we did okay this year, but like we just don't fundamentally believe that that's what we want our football team to be? I mean, the, the Ravens aren't even necessarily like dying to go down that avenue, at least no. to this point. They haven't paid no. Lamar. And I think there's there's probably some hesitancy. I think obviously Lamar has, you know, been a fantastic regular season talent yeah. and uh, is better than Hurts. But I think there's something to that, to, to the, you know, kind of wondering. Uh, how much you can really um, like build around him in that way. Because I think my, my thing on Hurts, my big take on him is he's a win with player. And I don't think that's controversial, but like, or it shouldn't be. Like, you can absolutely win games with you. I think he offers a very high floor. But the ceiling there, I just, I don't know. I don't know about that ceiling. And I think people want to be like, oh, he's only 20 or he turned 24. He's like, he's very young. He's only going into his third season, whatever. Yeah. And everyone wants to bring up Josh Allen. 
I mean, I, I hate that comparison so much. It makes me, it's just not a good comparison. It's just, it's, nah. it's the exception. And it's also a situation where like Josh Allen came into the NFL after he played like something like 23, 27 games in college. Yeah. And the book on him was he's like super raw dude, has great tools, but like yeah. can't be, he, he needs time to grow. And he's a raw prospect. The book on Jalen Hurts, who played like 56 games in college and played with like the best coaches in college, yeah. is not that like he's this totally, you know, raw, untapped potential kind of player. I mean, he literally got benched in a championship game because he wasn't good enough at passing the football. Like, is it yeah. like insane to wonder that like he, you know, he, his ceiling might not be the best in that area? Yeah. Um, I, uh, you know, go ahead. Go ahead, man. Sorry. Sure. Yeah, no, I had a. I will save the follow up for after that. I'm gonna be okay. a good, be a good co-host. <laughs> I just have a follow up to that. What do you think? Where would they have to rank? You think in passing to be a legit Super Bowl contender? Top fifteen, top ten, or could they do it at like twenty, top twenty? I think at least top fifteen. Yeah, definitely at least. I mean, my thing too. Another macro thing here. We're getting into all the macro stuff. Is like they didn't beat a good team last year. Not only did they like they not beat a good team, they got destroyed by basically like any kind of good team that they weren't even competitive in those games. And obviously the defense had. A, a big part of that uh they allowed the five passers over 80 percent just like it's such a ridiculous stat um but my thing with hurts too bringing it back to him is like and i know people want to like be like oh quarterback wins are stupid but point is like can you with jalen hurts as your starting quarterback go into a game with uh against an opponent it was a high level starting quarterback and can you beat that team I mean, the Eagles have not done that to this point. I would say the best quarterbacks that they've gone up against with Hertz and one are either like Matt Ryan, Teddy Bridgewater. Like, yeah, that's that's the top yeah, of the that's, list. That's right legit. Now. That's not yeah. like mega. That's not Megadelphia. No. you know, despite what the fanboy you know people say on Twitter, um, kind of in that vein, but not really. More of a micro thing here. But back to Hertz. <laughs> um, they does he? I feel like when I'm watching the press conferences that you guys have with him, I feel like sometimes he doesn't. Um, it, it, does he is he not understanding like completely doesn't play the game? Well, it's like it's not that even that he doesn't play the game, but I feel like sometimes he, I think he's so defensive because he came from the Nick Saban school of like everybody in the media is an asshole, right? <laughs> so he's like really skeptical of you guys from the jump. But I think like ninety nine percent of the stuff that's asked to him is fair. I just think he's like looking at it in a way and say like, hey, this guy's like trying to pull something out of right now, but I don't think that's the case. I feel like there's like a little bit of disconnect between the group of you guys and him. Is that a legit observation? Legit observation. There's a, I think you can Google this. It's like Jalen Hurts shuts down reporter trying to create controversy. Some kind of, it has like a, like a, Couple, like half a million views or something yeah and uh the the context was that there the was, thing from a couple weeks ago with yeah the, it was Bo, it was yeah. bo wolf who was like jokingly and if you know bo obviously if you don't know bo maybe you could lose the context there but if you know bo like he just made a little joke that like you know uh like do you ever talk to Devante still or you know are you still boys with him yeah, yeah. uh and like jalen hurts like don't even start that but it wasn't even like with a yeah. laugh he was like it's like, like, like he, he shot like, daggers at him yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, so, yeah, he definitely uh, and there there have been other examples of that in the past where someone would ask like a relatively like benign question and he'd be like, why are you asking that? And it's like, well, I don't yeah. know. it's like kind of a straightforward question. So, yeah, yeah I think that's kind of him. Yeah, it's interesting, too, because I think that like the the, the fanboy, you know, like anti there's there's a kind of a generally specific like just anti media thing that exists out there in general. So it's a little trendy where they think we're all 
out to get somebody or we're all like trying to like, you know, look for a quote or some shit. It's looking not for not clicks. That. Yeah. You're looking for clicks. You know, I'm like, it's a tweet, man. There's nothing to click on. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know? So, you know, beyond that, like the interpretation of that stuff, I think that people are picking sides and, you know, choosing sides, you know, they love the quarterback, the media by default is always going to be like anti quarterback. So sure. I think you can't change people's minds a lot of the time, but it would be cool to see him do a little bit more of what he did last year. I think Jeff asked him that question about, you know, that big whole controversial thing where the guy was wide open in the end zone. And he yeah. gave this like super detailed thing. He's like, well, I went through read one and two. I had right. two brackets on the outside, saw the safety moving this way. And whatever. I gave him like the most perfect, like the, the most detailed thing I've ever heard from him. And I'm like, okay, there's something in there. Yeah. Like I know he will talk about this stuff, but maybe, um, you know, he's just skeptical or maybe he hasn't gotten to meet, you know, a lot of the guys in, in the beat or get to know people and trust people. So I just find that an interesting kind of sub subplot, you know? I think that's a fair point. And yeah, it, it would be, it would be nice to see that a little bit more. I will say to, uh, you know, to Hertz's favor, watching him in his press conference after losses sometimes, like I get why dudes like, you know, rally around him and like him so much. Like I feel like inspired by him sometimes like they like a tough loss and he'd be like, you know, we're, we're going to get it fixed. And obviously that's something that a lot of athletes say, but like just the, the tone and the vibe he comes with and the way he carries himself. Like I believe him, like it's believable more yeah. so with him than it is yeah. with someone, other quarterback, just like giving you lip service. So there is something to that. And that's why it's so that is tough because like, you know, for, for all the criticism I have about Jalen hurts, I invite no means, hate him or anything like i think he's extremely likable but i just yeah. don't think he's good enough like that's the difference yeah yeah you're trying to like draw that line there like yo it's not a personal thing man it's just you're trying to call it how it is you know i right. think sometimes when you try to walk it down the middle like sometimes fans don't necessarily understand that you think you're being critical and i'm like no it's not really it man i'm just trying to like you know be objective here you know mm. so we'll get you out of here on this one um anyone that got cut around the league yesterday i know Tony Jefferson, well, not, that doesn't make any sense anymore, safety. Uh, but Sonny Michelle, Ponder Sam Martin, linebacker Devin Kennard, that's the only guys I really have written down here. Anybody you see yesterday that you got uh, that you saw get cut that maybe the uh, birds will take a, a flyer on or look into? No, no. <laughs> I honestly know. Uh, I mean, people are talking about the punter thing, but I think mm-hmm. they're going to keep Sabas. Um, I expect, you know, they'll be active at some point here. Like, you know, they have a history, like they added Sasha Ray last year. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll claim someone, I, I don't, or maybe not. They, they're like the 19th spot, I think, in uh, the waiver order this year, you know, mirrors the draft order. So they might be a little too low to get someone, but I expect them to, uh, to be active here. I mean, Howie always is. Always is. Always is. All right. Well, that's Brandon Lee Gowton from Bleeding Green Nation. Brand, thanks so much, man, for coming on. Uh, good luck with everything this season. Thanks, guys. Thanks, brother. All right. Um, go follow Brandon Lee Gowton. I mean, you probably already do. He's Bleeding Green Nation, one of the biggest Eagles sites in the, in the city. Um, Kev, you had a little thing you wanted to uh, bring up, a little nugget on the uh, pay discrimination uh, from the Philly Inquirer. Can you kind oh, of yeah. give some background on that? Yeah. Uh, so, do you, I mean, do you remember that story from February about um, the, the – okay, try to set it up here. The, the union that represents the uh, – Philadelphia Inquirer writers uh, filed a discrimination uh, complaint against the newspaper, against the company, because uh, one, uh, an ex- a new hire was making a lot more money than an existing hire, current employee who had more experience than that person, right? Um, that has gone on for s- six months later, no resolution to that. It's going to arbitration. So, what happened here was when just trying to be very careful about how I phrase this because I don't want to like out anybody or whatever, but 
what happened was when the, a lot of the all those guys took the buyouts in the sports department, right? And they moved on, you know, your Les Bones and your Paul Domowiches and and you know a lot of the old school dudes because they had the issue where they weren't diverse enough and they had to make the you know the new the newsroom and the sports department look a certain way. So they hired a number of women, uh, a number of uh, men of color, uh, women of color as well. And what happened was, you know, they were trying to entice certain people to come work for the inquiry. We have all these job openings. We have this mission that we're on and they gave them nice salaries, like good money for it. What happened was when they, they offered the, a certain amount of money to this one person, that person was like making more than somebody who had already been there and was there longer, you know? So in, in the, the crusade, I don't want to use the term crusade in the effort to diversify and like adhere to the findings of the temple report and do the right thing and make the newsroom and the sports department more diverse, they kind of got their salaries out of whack. Mm-hmm. Right. Does yeah. that make sense? Okay. Yeah. So then that led to a discrimination suit where the one person then went and said, Hey, this person's brand new. I've been here for forever. I've got this experience, but they're making a lot more money than I am. So legitimate case, I think. Right. Because, you know, I get, I get, I understand was, what they were trying to was do. The, was the discrimination racial or is it more pay? Can there, can there be a discrimination case in pay or, I well, it can't be like based on uh, how do I, how do I answer that? It's it's a it's a woman who was making the 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 larger amount of money, so I don't think there's a like racial or gender okay. component to it. I could be wrong, but it's basically like, hey, new employee make new new employee with less experience making more money than the existing employee with more experience. Right. So I guess they couldn't get it resolved. I got to look in the contract. I just got this nugget a short time ago. So maybe it says something in the contract about how the process works. But normally what happens is like, you know, that's filed. The company typically does like an internal investigation and they say, okay, what happened here and whatever. And they usually try to resolve it before it would go to, you know, like a a mediator or something like that. Mm -hmm. There's always a chance that there's like a Ben Simmons thing that happens too at the same time. It's like, you know, maybe you think it's headed to arbitration. Maybe that process starts. But then there's a settlement or something before then, so that's that's what I'll look a little bit more into. Well, so what was the, what was the nugget there? The nugget was that they didn't resolve it, and that it, they no. it has to go to arbitration because it obviously trying to do it in the pro, trying to solve it in the process leading up to that didn't didn't happen. So hmm. yeah. and normally, and here's the here's the caveat for that because normally pay discrimination complaints don't don't normally are normally successful. You know, like because you can't usually it's, it's normally so it's this like is further so this is further kind of than a pay uh, dispute we'll we'll get typically. Yeah, because normally it's like normally like the employer can just say, well, we think this person does a good job, and we offered him this amount of money, and it, what we didn't offer him that amount of money based on like it's not because they're amazing and you suck, you know, or like you know we like this person and we think you're whatever. It's just like they say in a vacuum, we hired this person and we thought that's what they were worth, and it doesn't. You're trying to connect those two employees together. There's not really a it's hard to make that leap empirically unless you have like a smoking gun or like there's an email or something from somebody that says, Hey, we're going to pay, you know, Kyle more than employee B because Kyle's good and employee B sucks, you know, because then if employee B gets a hold of that and says, Hey, look, they were discriminating against me the whole time, you know? Mm-hmm. So they just not, they typically don't go anywhere because you can't really prove it, you know? Hmm. So they must have something here and a little, uh, a little something here. I think it's just it. the nature of the whole, everybody knows what the situation was over there. They got rid of all the old white <laughs> Too many guys. people they talking, yeah. Diverse, so it's like, okay. <laughs> there was well, a whole report. <laughs> obviously, like something happened, yeah. It's unique, They're, though. I've they basically really... just write every week about how racist they are and how racist Philadelphia is. So, yeah, I mean, I think yeah. I think it's it's all, 
A lot of evidence is out there. <laughs> a lot of evidence they outed themselves. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know. I know. It's fascinating, though. I've, I've never really seen anything like this before. So, you know, in an effort, you because really here's the uh, burying the lead here. Inquire trying to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Fucks it up. Fucks it up for themselves. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. All right, we got about five minutes left. What do you want to do? You want to do John Kincaid's bad fan list? Do you want to watch Mayor Kenny try to high five students again on the first day of school? <laughs> yeah, pull, pull up Kenny. All right, uh, Kenny. let me yeah. see if I got it. I don't think yeah. I have it here. Um, talk, talk about a guy who's checked out, man. Oh I mean, man, this guy's checked out. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Dave. If you could pull up the the video, it is in the is it is in the notes. There it is, right there. Um, yeah, man. Like, you know. Everything he does, he's just miserable. And I have heard from inside <laughs> sources that like he is a miserable guy and he hates going into public spots because he's yeah. always he's always yelled at, he's always criticized by by people in the yeah. public. So like I don't blame him, but like my man, like no one's gonna criticize you here. You're just like you're here on the first day of school. You're in a line. The superintendent's making great contact. The uh, Kenyatta yeah. Johnson over there is making great contact with the students. Yeah. I mean, this guy. He just he he misses the first guy. He goes too late on the second guy. He hits the third guy. The Indians kid doesn't want anything to do with them. Uh, this little girl over here looks out the side of her face. Blah blah. blah. And then he just <laughs> totally goes down low, too slow to the oh, teacher, and man. it's just like, oh my god, that poor teacher who probably can't even afford her school supplies. She's working in in working conditions worse than the coal mines of West Virginia. It's ninety know, degrees in the in in the and everyone's wearing a mask. Oh, uh, like it's just gotta. It's got to be terrible. Now you get you know you get downloaded too slowed by the mayor, and you're all over uh, Twitter. I know the coal mines look like a nice uh, you know cool place to be compared to the uh, you know the situation that they got in the school district. Man, this guy is totally checked out. Oh. I get it if he's got to go do the uh, you know the public facing stuff, and he's just like tired at the end of the day. I used to see him at the same spot at the same bar all the time. <laughs> Um, you know, his driver would be waiting outside and like Kenny would be sitting there at the corner of the bar, you know, like on his computer. I don't blame him, man. I, 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 if I had to do the same thing, I had to do all this bullshit during the day. Like I just want to go sit at the corner bar and just chill by myself, you know, but now you got to like make it, you got to make it like at least try to make it look like you care. Oh yeah. Just put the public facing stuff. Swap a smile on real quick, man. High five some children and get the hell out of there. It's not that hard. It's it's probably the easiest part of his day. He's probably got to go figure out legislation with potholes. He's probably go figure out legislation with remapping districts. He's probably got, I mean, he's got two more years. He's actually got to like make these decisions that affect us for the next two years. That's what you should look forward to. It's just high five and the kid, high five and the kids on spring garden or Callow or wherever the school is the easiest part of your whole day. And you can't even do that. Talk to the police commissioner about all the shootings later. Yeah. Like, that's the hard part, man. Like, this is easy. You just give some kids a high five and that's oh. like, with your day, man. I mean, holy shit, you know? Yeah, we had uh, some good video, man. We had Tar- Taryn Hatcher had a had a slip too. That was funny. She rolled right through it. Slutter, though. yeah. She's, yeah, she had the slutter. Yeah. Someone, uh, someone, had a good, someone had a good point about that where it's like that actually might be good for her career because now she's in like the uh national facing eye for you know just kind of rolling <laughs> yeah. with the punches and now people yeah. have like discovered Taryn Hatcher and it's like yeah. oh who's who's this? Yeah so, she oh she's the chick who said slutter and just rolled with it. Oh yeah I know her. Yeah. When did your career really take off? Well it was a Saturday night I accidentally said slutter yeah. on television. You know yeah she's not the girl who looked at Jordan Hall and then turned back when he like <laughs> threw his eyes up at her anymore. Uh, yeah. She's now the slutter girl. Yeah, we had what to a do brand. a whole story on that, clarifying that he was not a creeper like they knew each other. <laughs> so, yeah, that was oh, it. man. Yeah. Um, I, I, I want to do one more um, 
Do you see the new Real Madrid stadium? Are you talking about with the field that they move the pitch in and the, out? The pitch, the, what is it called? They call it the, the, the pitch removal system, mm-hmm. which sends the old turf to a built-in greenhouse underneath the new turf to wow. regrow grass and let them hold events every single day. But it's also a multi-purpose uh, stadium. Uh, Dave, can you uh, go to about one minute and 32 seconds? Can you fast forward? Wow. I mean, Dave is such a good producer. Um if you now look at all this, now there's like yeah the Lakers, uh, the Lakers uh, right here. They have a they have a a, a tennis court. It looks like Roland Garros over there. Um, split the stadiums now, and then if you go to one minute and fifty four seconds, Dave, um, look at this Cowboys Steelers. So now I want to ask you, how long do you think until we have an international Super Bowl? Fifteen years, twenty years? You think is that uh, what's going? So the Santiago Bernabeu is where they play right now. Are they scrapping that and they're 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 building a whole new multi-purpose and it's going to host like all kinds of stuff? Yeah, all kinds of stuff. Supposedly they want to play a game in Spain. This is a rumor in 2025. Uh, the Why NFL. not, man? You're doing all the the London stuff. I mean, yeah. like people were talking about moving the damn Jaguars to London permanently. True. No? True. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know why you can't do uh, playing multiple NFL games a year in England now. I don't know why you can't go over to uh, Madrid, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about it. Like, the international marketing rights, obviously, you know, the the, uh, Eagles, you know, have uh, Ghana, New Zealand, and Australia. Others Mm. have Germany. Others have Spain. Others have London. Um, Roger Goodell wants to have $25 in revenue by 2027. Uh, They have 200 million fans here. They have a bunch of other fans in uh, in international. Um, They've only generated $11 So you got to think they've kind of not saturated the market per se. Uh, TV deals will always go up and everything, but they do for them to get to that 27 billion number that he wants to get, or sorry, 22 or 25 billion in 2027, they are going to have to expand internationally. I mean, I, I don't see why they couldn't, you know, go down to Mexico at Azteca, which can sit 60 to the 80. No, man, they should do and Listen, man, you know, like you said, the Eagles got the sponsorship marketing thing in Ghana. Now we should send you to Accra, right? Man on the yeah. street, man on the street, West Africa, you know, how we man should on the dirt path. We'll put you in the kente cloth like Pelosi and the Democrats in the, in the, in the <laughs> me and the, yeah. me and Dumphy, me and Dumphy with the tat with the tattoos. We just get off the plane in kente cloth, like we just come in peace. We come in peace. Spadaro will be stiff arming uh, the uh, chain gang guy while wearing the kente. Hat, you know? <laughs> He'll be stiff arming the the ambassador of the uh, yeah. of Ghana to the, the U.S. Ghanaian ambassador walks yeah. across the camera shot, and Spuds gives him the. It starts Game a whole game. international rivalry with Ghana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the ambassador gets called into like the consulate or, or something. And uh, the president has to release a statement uh, yeah. to, 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 have, to help with pro-Ghana yeah. relations with Next the U.S. Next thing we're doing a trade, we're offering some arms dealer to get to get an Eagles repeat <laughs> reporter out of uh, out of West Africa. You know? West African prison. I love it, dude. Can you imagine if I, I this I could do a fake post about this right now. I could write it right now. You know, like a like a hypothetical of if the Eagles play a preseason game in Ghana. You know, you know, Ruben, all them going over there, getting off the plane. Like, I mean, uh, yeah, um, but. But yeah, I mean, an international Super Bowl. I mean, I don't think we're that too far away from London. It's only what, like a five, six hour flight. They'll send. I mean, the they media will, will travel wherever they travel. I mean, it's 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 the Super Bowl. Well, why the hell not? Does it mean anything? Does anybody like at the end of the day, does anybody really give a shit where the Super Bowl is anyway? 
No, and they get two weeks, so you can't even say like that teams are yeah. uh, are going to be jet lagged or anything. You get yeah. two weeks to to, yeah. to come back. You're not, you know, you're not screwing over the home team because there's no home team. You're not screwing over fans and ticket sales or whatever, right? And you're you're rotating the same stadiums for you know Super Bowl anyway. Like you know they're going to be playing in Miami. You know they're going to be playing in L.A. You know they're going to be playing in Dallas Vegas, or whatever. Yeah, so why Dallas. the hell not? I don't. I would. You know, if they, the Eagles played a Super Bowl in Minnesota, so you're going to tell me like. You can't go do one in uh, Madrid or at uh, Tottenham Stadium mm-hmm. uh, or Wembley or whatever. I don't see why not. Listen, if you if you if you can do a, a Super Bowl and it goes off without a hitch in East Rutherford at MetLife in the middle of February, yeah, you can do it. You can do a Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I'm not trying to like when you ask that question. I immediately think like, what is the downside to this? I can't think Nothing. of any downside. No, I mean, and you could even time. go to Azteca or, or somewhere easier too, if if you need to, or you go to uh, Montreal at a, at a, the Olymp. Oh well, yeah, Olympia. yeah. I mean, you do it. What, what time does the Super Bowl area? Six o'clock, right? So you go six o'clock in Madrid is noon Eastern over here. Mm-hmm. So people people on the West Coast gonna be watching the Super Bowl at nine in the morning. But so what? I mean, people will watch the NFL at, at any time. Especially uh, that might people. that yeah. might throw a wrench in it. If you got the Rams playing the, uh, you know whoever yeah. you know are you got la well la doesn't have any fans anyway but a team on the west coast that does have fans like they're waking up at 9 a.m to watch the madrid super bowl i guess you know but it's not ideal that's probably yeah i guess i would right. have to do an eight o'clock super bowl probably if it was in london three o'clock here and then yeah. uh yeah. yeah maybe this international thing needs to be still worked out all right yeah, okay. i like it though man yeah. i like it too yeah. um i can't wait for uh, the link to get that all kind of new uh, six level system of, of of greenhouse and gases and and all that stuff. Got one um, more question to answer here. Yeah. Uh, does WVU beat Pitt Thursday in Pitt? The answer is no. Do they cover the spread? No. They have really cool uniforms. Well, at least when we get our ass kicked, we'll look good. That's true. You look good. You feel good. You feel good. You play good. You play good. They pay good. Deion Sanders. Yep. So, wow. all right. Uh, thank you to Brandon Lee Gowton. Thank you to Kevin Kincaid. Thank you to Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Thank you to Howie Roseman on cut day. Uh, The 53-man roster will be done in about three hours. Uh, And we thank you, the fan. Uh, Make sure you you tap that uh, thumbs up button under the video. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube or subscribe on the podcast. We appreciate everybody, and we'll see you Thursday. (laughs) 